So Money, episode 331, Chris Hogan. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. So Money is brought to you today by Wix.com. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor and even video backgrounds. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. The site empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, too busy scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Focus today is on retirement. And I have an incredible guest who's out with a new book this week on this very subject. His name is Chris Hogan, former national champion and all-American football player turned financial advocate and author who currently works with Dave Ramsey and his team helping audiences across the country with financial freedom. Chris's number one focus right now is retirement. He is out with a new book this week called Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. And so in our conversation, we talk about what Chris calls the RIQ, the retirement IQ. What's yours? What's mine? The healthcare wildcard, how to factor in unpredictable health costs in retirement and so much more. Here is Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, welcome to So Money. Congratulations on Retire Inspired. I want to hear all about the book, but also your career as a former national champion, all-American football player. So important that you are delivering this message because I think you'll agree with me. There are a lot of athletes out there that don't know what lies ahead and the importance of saving for their future. So thank you for the work that you do. Well, thank you for having me. I would wholeheartedly agree, not only athletes, but I think everyday people need help with their financial future. And so I'm excited to get them this information because it's one thing just to tell them, but I also love to show them. And that's where my book is going to plug in and help them be a plan. And of course, you uh, collaborate with Dave Ramsey. So that's also a um, an interesting kind of fun fact of yours, which I'd love to explore a little bit later on in the show too. So retire inspired. You say it's not an age. It's a financial number. Why write this book? I mean, there's so many retirement books out there. I want to learn how this book differentiates itself and why it's special. 
Sure. Well, starting with me, my background is a little bit different. I started out uh, as a collector and then in consumer finance, then into mainstream banking, then into wealth management, then went on to own a mortgage company. And so this aspect of money are, are things that I've seen throughout the years and in different socioeconomic statuses. But there were some common denominators that I saw there where people didn't have the right information. And so been with, I've been on Dave's team for 10 years, uh, started off as a financial coach. So I was sitting with people kneecap to kneecap, so to speak, to help them walk through their individual situation. And so the thing that I saw and that I'm writing from is my personal experience of what I've seen from people making 20000 a year to people who make $200 million a year. A lack of a plan means you can't make progress. And so what I wanted to do was to literally put together a plan to help people understand their dreams, but also be able to make financial progress so they're not just chasing them, but they grab them and they're able to live them. Why don't we plan? What is the problem on the underlying problem? Are we afraid? Are we too busy? A combination of uh, of excuses. What is? What do you think is really the the, the reason? Well, Farnoosh, I think it's it is a, a combination of reasons. I think it's. People don't understand how important it is. I think people aren't clear on what steps to take to be able to do it. And then they also struggle with trying to balance between living in now, but also preparing for later. I think a lot of people think it's that all or nothing mentality, and it's not. And that's what I want to help people to understand is that the future is so important that we can't take it for granted. You have a calculator on your website, which I think is so handy. What's your RIQ? Why is it important to start with with that as a way to maybe then go about and set your goals? Which ha- what should happen first, actually, the RIQ calculation or your goals? And how do you comp- kind of reconcile the two? Well, to be honest, throughout the research and things that I looked at, actually, the thing you want to start with is your dream. The things you see yourself doing later in life, the things that get you excited, that get your blood pressure going and get your heart racing. I think when we start with the dream, then we can back in for back out of it from there and start to figure out, okay, how much am I going to need to live this dream, which is what the RIQ helps people to be able to do. And it's so neat because people would ask me, how much am I going to need? And I would sit with them for news for like an hour and a half to help them come up with that number. And so I wanted to give people a quicker way to be able to plug in some basic data points to understand that. And that's what the RIQ does. How do you factor in the biggest wild card in retirement, which is health costs, health care? Well, healthcare is actually one of those things, and it is a uh, hot button topic uh, and has a lot of questions surrounding it right now where we sit. Um, one of the things that, that I'm working on in the future versions of the RIQ is to be able to walk through to help people figure that out. But here's the one thing I know. Number one, you want to sit down with an, an insurance professional to figure out your own personal situation. What is your health situation? What are some options you have? And then what are options moving forward? Meaning there are some outlier programs that are, can provide people health care when they're in their uh, later years in life. And then there are also many hoops you have to jump in dealing with Medicare and the different parts of it. So I want people to engage with an insurance professional. But moreover, I want them to understand that there's one thing we're not going to take with us into retirement, and that's debt, because debt is a thief. And so I want people to be able to keep more of their money and not have to worry about paying on debt later in life. What's your take on the 401k and other employer-sponsored retirement plans to help people retire with 
quote unquote, enough money. There's a, a lot of opposition to this. Not a lot, but I would say there's an increasing, a growing camp of people who advocate for other methods to save. And, and they think the 401k is just riddled with fees. So how do you advise people prepare financially for retirement? Where should they be putting their money? Well, I think, uh, you know, once they work to get out of debt and they get focused on investing, um, I think a 401k uh, is definitely a good tool. Now, the key is it's not like the old days where with a pension where companies would put money aside for you and you didn't have to worry about it. Nowadays, with a 401k or 403B if you work for a nonprofit. If you don't put money in, you won't have any to spend. So 401Ks are great. IRAs are also good. Uh, but one of the things people don't understand investing. So what I do in the book is talk a little bit about it and drill down in. But I also encourage them to sit down with an investment professional that has the heart of a teacher. This is somebody that can guide you and, and instruct you on the things you should look out for and the things you definitely should do. Let's talk a little bit more about your upbringing, your perspectives on money, personal finance. Tell us a little bit about your overall financial philosophy. Do you have a money mantra, Chris? Uh, it's one of those where it's I, if I had a mantra, I'd say it's not mine. And what I mean by that is, is that I, I have to be a good manager of the resources that I bring in to my home. And when you have the attitude that it's not yours, uh, but you have an obligation to manage it well, it gives you a level, level of responsibility as well as accountability. That's an interesting way to put it. So you think of your money as uh, managing your money correctly as an obligation to who? If it's if not to yourself. Well, I have an obligation. I mean, yeah, for me as, as a person of faith, I, my first obligation is to God. Uh, but then the second is to my family and then to my community. And so I want to use it well. I want to be a good manager of it. I want to be able to uh, not only help my family, but also be able to give, which I think is one of the best things you could ever do with money. And so you can do more of that when you're not giving it away to a bunch of debt. Mm. You mentioned your mom and your grandmother as uh, influential mentors in your life. Tell, tell us a little story about growing up and the financial awakening that you had as a kid, if there was a moment. I got uh, money for one birthday. I can't remember if I was seven or eight. Uh, but, you know, I got a, a good bit of money for somebody my age at that time. And I'll never forget there was a carnival or whatever going on in town. And so I went and I spent every dime I had. I mean, every dime, night number one. And we were going back with a group of friends in my neighborhood the second night. And I was flat broke. I mean, I had nothing. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was explained to me by my mom. Yeah, you can go. But here's the deal. You know, you're you have your allowance that I haven't given you. So you've got five dollars to be able to enjoy the day with. And it was an eye-opening experience for me to understand the importance of saving, that I want to enjoy some now, but I want to have some for later, too. So that was a wake-up call for me, even at a young age. Do you, did you have jobs growing up as a kid? Did you work? I did, actually. Um, uh, you know, when I was in, in high school, um, I would obviously work in the summers uh, because I was playing sports during the school year. Uh, but I would definitely work. I grew up working on a farm um, and would do that in the wintertime on winter break and in the summer and the spring as well. So that was a good work ethic thing. That was something where you understand the reality of work and earning money also. What's your so money moment? This is the question that I ask guests to reflect on and experience in their adult life, an achievement, financial achievement that they're exceptionally proud of. 
I can probably I can proudly remember this for news. It was uh, about eight years ago when I paid cash for my first car. I'll never forget saving up for it and 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 working, selling things and staying intentional and literally going to withdraw the money from the bank and going to a place and finding a car, negotiating a great deal and paying cash on it. It was one of those things that as I left the car lot, <laughs> I knew one thing wasn't following me and that was a payment. I was just going to get to drive this car. It takes a lot of discipline to save up cash for a car. How did you do it? Tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of that. Well, I can tell you, you know what we all learn from, and that's our mistakes. And so for me, uh, five years prior to that, I'd signed up for an SUV uh, with a car payment that was just massive. And I'll never forget making that payment each month. And I didn't feel joy writing the check. I felt regret. I felt uh, irritated because I knew there were things I could be doing for my family um, and for my community with that money instead of me sending it off uh, to the car, you know, lender. So that was a wake up call for me. And I vowed at that point when I paid it off, uh, when I got focused and paid it off early, that I would never, ever go backwards again. How did you get connected with Dave Ramsey? Uh, literally, it was through a charity event. Um, it was a, a, an event. It was a silent auction where they help families in need and uh, happened to be attending it. And that's how I got connected with Dave. And it's been a journey. What would you say is the the greatest lesson you've learned working with his organization? How has that changed your life? I, I think the thing that I've learned the most by being here is the power of hope. Um, a lot of people can feel hopeless. Uh, they've made some financial mistakes in the past. But one of the things we want people to understand is that you don't have to be the result of your past. You have an opportunity to design your future. And so what we want to do is give people hope by giving them the right information. And I think that is one of the most powerful things we can do on this planet is to be able to give other people hope, but then help them improve. And I think another challenge is getting people to care. Would you say so you can give someone all the tools, all the resources, all the education, but how do you actually get them to feel, you know, that this matters, that this is important? What is the message? Well, I think it's a matter of trying to tap in and figure out their dreams. You know, a lot of people uh, feel ashamed of their financial past. They've made some mistakes. But if I can get them to tap into the things they want to accomplish, but moreover, if they have kids or grandkids and you start to ask them, what are things you'd love to be able to do for your kids? Or what do you want your grandkids to be able to do? When they tap into that, that's when people are willing to buckle down and to make some changes. But one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn being here is that I can't make people do it. What I can do is try to tap into that and get them motivated, mm. but ultimately it's their decision. It's interesting. Once you make it not so much about you, but about those who look up to you, depend on you, respect you, it, it, it really changes the game. And I think it can create a positive mindset shift that's necessary to, to make the healthy decisions. I, I completely oh. agree. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think when you look at that and you realize that people are watching you mm -hmm. or the power of just a kind word, you know, when you're able to speak some kindness into someone's life, they may not have heard anything kind for a long time. And so when you do things like that, that's giving. Uh, it's giving with your words and your time. And I think we can have more of an impact on this world than we give ourselves credit for. So now what's a, a, the number one habit that you practice uh, that helps you with your financial 
planning or just your ability to save something that you do. It may not be daily, but it is conscious and it's habitual. Well, I think one of the most important things I do is to stay connected with my goals. Um, I've got things that I'm trying to accomplish for my family. I've got things that I'm trying to accomplish for the community. And so those goals help me stay focused. They help me stay on track. And so I've got my goals posted in my closet, in my in my bedroom, and I also have them laminated on a card in my in my vehicle. And so I see my goals several times each day. And so it keeps it front of mind so I can keep my effort on track. That's interesting. So visualization obviously is very, very important uh, in just trying to accomplish anything, whether it's a financial feat, an athletic feat, a career feat. Can you make it even a little bit more um, granular for us? Like actually share a moment when seeing that goal in front of you before your eyes made an impact. Like you were going to do something <laughs> and then you were reminded because you had the vision in front of you. I just want to see that in, in action a little bit. Sure. Well, I can tell you this. One of uh, I set six big goals for myself each year. And um, I also give myself a time frame in which I want to accomplish those. And uh, back this summer, uh, one of the goals that I had was to do something really neat for my family. And I stayed focused on that because I wanted to do it by November. But I knew if I could stay focused, I could actually make it happen in September. But it was going to take focus. And so I had to deny myself some things. Uh, not nothing major, but it all made a difference. And so just seeing the goal that way helped me stay focused. And I was thinking, how good is my family going to feel when we do this as opposed to me just doing this for myself? And so that get, that kept me connected to the bigger picture. What are your retirement goals? I didn't even ask you that. What's what's your ideal retirement? When do you want to retire? What are you doing in retirement? Well, for me, I mean, I've got it. You know, I've done the RIQ on my website. So I'm kind of I'm dialed in. You know, um, and and for me, obviously, I would love to I'm going to hit my number by age 57, I'm going to say, and uh, probably sooner than that, because when you you get momentum, you stay focused. But for myself, I think it's uh, a myriad of things. I want to travel. Um, I, I would w- definitely want to do some community work, some charitable work, uh, some mission trips. Uh, and even start some other businesses. Uh, so for me, I'm not just sitting in a rocking chair. I still want to be productive. All right. Ready for some so money fill in the blanks? This is when I start off a sentence and you finish it. The first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. All right. If I won the lottery tomorrow, now I trust you don't play the lottery, but let's just say hypothetically, you win a hundred million dollars on a whim. The first thing I would do is. I'm going to help a lot of people. Uh, by starting several foundations. Such as? What what would be like your dream foundation? Well, I've got uh, one for obviously being able to help special needs kids. Um, This is where uh, my wife and I, we've actually started one. It's called Project Alive. Our youngest son has a rare genetic disorder um, and could end his life by age 15. And so for us, we're very passionate about that and being able to help other families uh, and other kids around the world. I would also love to start several scholarship type things uh, for kids that come from underprivileged type of environments. Uh, would love to pay for their college tuition based on their community service and their grades and things of that nature. So a lot of things to be able to give back and inspire people like the people did for me in my life and around me. That's wonderful. How about this? The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? 
Oh, I would probably say my wife. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've been married 18 years. The one years. person I'm a smart you spend man. on, right. <laughs> Absolutely. I married way up, but uh, she's a great lady and uh, I enjoy buying things for her. How about this? The one thing I wish I had learned about money growing up is. Oh my, that's easy. The power of compound interest. Mm. Like if, if the money, if I would have just taken 50% of my birthday money yeah. from age nine until, you know, age 20 and just save that I would, it would just be an astronomical, astronomical amount of money. And so looking back on it there, that's something I wish I would have learned and understood a little bit better. Are you, are you educating your kids now on that a little oh, bit? Oh, you better yeah. believe it. Yeah. Yes. The, the Hogan boys, I have three sons uh, and they're saving, you know, we make it fun. Okay. Uh, and so they've got their own little savings accounts. And so when their statements come in the mail, they're excited to open it and look at it. And uh, they they understand it. I'm helping them along the way. Excellent. When I, we kind of covered charitable giving, but currently you mentioned uh, that you're donating to a few places. So just to reiterate, when I donate, I like to give to blank because? Oh, I like to give to great causes uh, because they help people. And by great causes, I mean anything to do with uh, kids, uh, anything to do with single moms uh, or battered women uh, or for the elderly. Uh, those are all great causes. Those are all people that are uh, precious gems to us in society. And so giving to those causes is a great thing. Great. And last but not least, I'm Chris Hogan. I'm so money because. Hmm. Uh, because I'm helping as many people as possible realize and live their dreams. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations again on Retire Inspired. Uh, would love to have you back on the show to hear how your journey's going, how your uh, your your mission to help people uh, with their with their money and their financial goals is going. We'd love to have guests back on the show, perhaps in a few months. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you very very much for having. Me. That's a wrap, guys. If you'd like to learn more about Chris Hogan, his website is chrishogan360.com. He's also on Twitter at chrishogan360. The book, again, is called Retire Inspired. All this information and links over at somoneypodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh while you're there and send me your question for the Friday episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope your day is so money.